Welcome to the TFT Podcast. I am Matt. That's Ryan. That's me. <laughs> and uh, we are, con- we are we, I mean, I, I didn't think we had much of a brief when we um, uh, resumed, uh, when we resumed this podcast. I didn't know what it was going to be. And, you know, you and I had talked about uh, a lot of directions we wanted to go just in terms of organizing our own reading and our own sort of cultural consumption into a sort of master narrative um, into a kind of journalism being the first draft of history, like podcast being the first draft of, you know, one's scholarship. Own, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah, one's own intellectual, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, uh, activities in the case of someone like me who's not really a scholar. Um, but uh, it turns out that we are a, like, we're a girl pop podcast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, tunes for thought. No, tunes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Tunes for teens. Um, uh, something like that. I think we're circling around it. Um, well, I, I mean, I think there's a few reasons um, of uh, of why that might be the case. And, you know, Matt leads us in because this week, uh, so uh, this is now kind of our third episode of, of this new, of, of TFT version 2.0. Sure. Uh, and in, in the past, uh, the previous two episodes, we've covered uh, Lord uh, and Miley Cyrus. And this week we're uh, talking about Haim. Uh, uh, the the pop band. So if you um, have never heard of Haim, um, go ahead at least pause this and either click on the, uh, the 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 video links that are going to be in the show notes, or go and um, and and listen to their album uh, Days Are Gone, uh, and and then and then come back in because we're you know this is like you say has become a a. Uh, at least so far, girl pop podcast, but at least a podcast about uh, about the elements of pop uh, popular music that interest us. Yep. Um, and and I think that in some ways this is in part because this you know is one of the easiest carryovers um, in in our in, in the set of concerns that interest us um, that are that are kind of humming uh, along inside the fraggle caves in our minds. Uh, <laughs> But um, I think also, and I, and I think that part of how you know we ended up doing um, Lord, especially for the uh, uh, podcast that we uh, recorded two weeks ago, uh, was you know when we we were trying to figure out what to discuss, we we decided that we wanted in that whatever first week of October to record a new episode again, and then when that had come around, um, I, I know I for one had not really consumed too many other pieces of media other than um, you know Lords Royals, and so I sure. just so let let's let's talk about this, and and I think that for me it's. I, there's never a time when I'm not consuming music, right? There may be times where most other types of pop culture um, consumption uh, really taper off um, in in a lot of ways due to do work. But even when I am doing work, even when I'm commuting, I am listening to music and I am seeking out um, new music. And so I think that that's another reason, right? That that in some ways, and and I think that you know because that. You know, I might listen to, you know, something like eight to ten hours of music a day. Huh. Um, uh, uh, that that leads to um, a, a few things. One, a, a kind of deeper and repetitive um, 
engagement with this with this than even a given episode of of gossip girl which you know even on the days when i was being most diligent i would watch an episode maybe twice uh for this podcast um and and but then it can also lead to these this sort of rhizomatic kind of wandering you know starting from Hyam and then moving through wilson phillips to the mamas and the papas to uh to fleetwood mac and to who knows where you might end up um, or, or moving from Miley Cyrus to, um, to Billy Ray Cyrus or from Miley Cyrus to uh, Sinead O'Connor, right? That you can kind of go on these, um, on these networked movements through kind of adjacent or, or kind of tangentially uh, connected uh, music. And so I feel like this is going to give us we're, – we're just starting to – to spin almost a, a conceptual spider web um, of, uh, of with each kind of artist and with each album um, kind of being a node in this. Um, and and uh, I imagine there being kind of circle backs and connections back to each particular node as we move on this journey. And I'm, I'm tremendously excited about it. So I have a very different experience of consuming uh, music to me. I, I can't really work with music, and I mean, I've I've been trying in my day job to uh, you know put my head down and do some computer programming with some music, but it's never really uh, it's never really music with lyrics. It's and it's never sort of pop music. Um, it's it tends to be sort of. Uh, I don't know, ambient techno or sort of a, a stuff that's stuff that's meant to um, uh, meant to kind of switch off my hearing mm-hmm. because I am, you know, uh, uh, metacognitively, I am a uh, like an extraordinarily auditory learner. I'd rather listen. I can listen to a book on tape faster than I can read a book in a lot of cases. And I can uh, I, I will retain information better hearing it than uh, than I will, you know, seeing it on, on paper. So I absolutely cannot um, uh, listen to music and read at the same time. And you given given the amount of reading you do, I mean, given the amount of of, uh, you know, consuming information in that form, you, you must do in the course of doing scholarship. Um, I imagine you, you must be able to read while listening to music, even music with lyrics. Is that, is that not the case? Yeah, exactly. But, but I think that that also means, um, that, that also, I think it really depends where, where in a piece of music where the hook is primarily the lyrics, um, that will be very hard for, or, or has like a um, a lyrical style or a um, a vocal style um, that really puts the lyrics and the words um, uh, front and center. It's often hard to do some of the more verbal um, components of my work uh, at that time. Yeah, especially um, so, writing. I mean, I, I imagine especially yeah. like formulating formulating uh, language. Is yeah. especially hard under those. Uh, yeah, under those yeah, I would say so. So, but if it's, but even so, if there's something though that I know very well, uh, or um, or or which the lyrics are a bit buried, or like you say, is much more ambient or uh, non-vocal, then that is often what um, I think that that often what uh, forms a backdrop to the more verbal parts of um, of my work. Um, but I mean, there are definitely it, it definitely varies a lot. So I mean, even like a hip hop album that I know well, um, like uh, Wu Tang's Thirty Six Chambers, I could put on and 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 in that context, 
the vocals are just kind of part of the texture that um, is um, that that's kind of the background for the for the work, um, and I can generally um, and and I can and fo- can focus just fine. Yeah. Um, so actually- I so for me this this kind of foray into pop music has been a, a distraction. From honestly, I'm a lot more likely to put on television in the background mm. than I am to put on music in the background. See, that's, that's crazy to me because I cannot. I can absolutely not um, work with television on. It's funny. Um, I was doing a lot of. I was doing a lot of like computer programming on overthinking it last night, and I put uh, mm-hmm. I put Hulu on in the background, and that was so yeah. And here's the the reason is for me, I'm actually very visual, right. and so if there is something that's moving, and there's if there's movement and sound, I want to look at it. <laughs> yeah, um, and and so so and, and actually, this is the case last night is I was trying to do some kind of more like less intense administrative. Uh, work while while having Hulu on, and I just ended up watching like you know six hours of television. <laughs> so uh, you know I, I'm I'm totally caught up on Always Sunny in Philadelphia now, nice. uh, and 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 less less. Uh, and I also uh, got caught up on some of the uh, administrative stuff, but it was less speed than one would hope. Um, so that's very that's very interesting. So for me, I mean the the uh, you know this is a long way around to say that. Um, this has been like a, just a huge increase, like a, an increase yeah. by a factor of 10, maybe of my normal music consumption That's doing, you know, listening to, to the Lord album a dozen times in order to get ready for the, the first podcast, the Miley Cyrus album, maybe half a dozen times. And then, um, uh, you didn't send me Chaim, uh, super uh uh until uh, pretty recently but i've i've been through that record like uh two or three times and watched through a lot of the uh watched through a lot of the videos and i think i think it was i who suggested to you that they kind of to me sound like wilson phillips um yeah and and i don't know if that had um explicitly been a connection that i made um and but uh but but they but definitely said, yeah yeah they, well let's let's kind of just jump in i mean obviously you know this isn't a um you know, a podcast about talking about, you know, we don't go into the musicology or, or sounds or reviews um, uh, a lot, but I think just for those who are kind of newer or not kind of um, obsessive about, you know, music in the way it, ways that either of us are right. That of, of, you know, kind of both consuming new music and kind of consuming the, the meta texts around the music. Um, Hayam is a, um, well, it's an interesting question. I was about to say they're a trio, but it, it's a, it's a band that is comprised of three sisters um, and then a fourth um, drummer and kind of somewhat multi instrumentalist uh, who, um, as maybe we'll talk about a little later, does not really appear in any, is not really a present or visible member of the band. Right? Sure, so I the mean you see you see some, um, or at least I've seen some live video. Yeah, uh, uh, what's his name? Dash Hutton. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's, he's what he's in some of the live video of them playing. So he's, he's definitely with them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but it is striking that when you see all of the promotional photos, the, uh, album artwork, um, actually many of the music videos, it's just the three, uh, sisters, um, Alana, Esty and Danielle, uh, Hyam. Um, and from the, uh, yeah, from the San Fernando, from the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. And, and there's, uh, you know, a lot of the, at least the narrative around their, their music is that 
it draws on a lot of sounds of of soft rock and kind of pop rock of the um let's say let's say the 70s 80s 90s and today um, <laughs> and no I, I think that that's i think that's right and you know we've talked um in the lord episode and to an extent in the miley um episode about kind of bricolage and i think that um heim's music is a good example of this in that there are these you know this usage of a lot of um harmonic I think that, I think what can, you know bo- can evoke harmonic, uh, rhythmic, evoke. instrumental. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, I um, mean, a lot. It's a lot of textures, and then it's a exactly. lot of yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that use of kind of the combination of harmony and kind of unison singing, um, synth textures, and kind of rhythm is what you know evokes um wilson phillips and especially kind of you know wilson phillips best known song um hold on right yeah um and and so and then at the same time um there are also versions of that kind of rhythmic uh the the rhythmic and and use of syncopation that also evoke um and uh both just you know to the listener and then in the narrative um both kind of classic and contemporary R and B, and so like name drops that get get pulled up are things like um, TLC or Destiny's Child, um, and even um, in some of the uh, some of the tracks, um, especially for me, like Forever, um, some of um, uh, Danielle Heim's vocal inflections rem- remind me of um, like Michael Jackson, like young yeah. Michael Jackson, um, where there's this just like this kind of. You know the kind of the, the non the non um, non nonverbal kind of vocalizations um, have the have these kind of uh, have this have this Michael Jackson quality to it, um, and so it's this it's and um, you know Haim is and I think the last bit of context uh, before we kind of jump in and kind of um, uh, do our do our thing is that you know they're a they're a um, they're 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 both. You know, in some ways, like Lord, both kind of cool and popular, and I think they're they're um, I would say cooler and a little less popular than Lord, right? Uh, not and actually a bit, quite a bit less popular. In that, you know, Lord is at this point at this level of being um, ubiquitous on pop radio. Um, kind of top song t- on top on most of the charts, um, and Haim, um, I think their album is number six on the Billboard's uh, albums charts. But that's not a you know completely you know a super competitive field um, these days. You know, there's not albums aren't what they used to. Right. Um, but I think the other interesting metric for Haim is that they, um, and even as we'll talk about this, even though they have kind of a major label pedigree. You know, they first surfaced through the um, more indie music blogosphere, um, and 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 you know, even though they've not been like in the underground for a while, um, you know, have been championed and given a tremendous amount of publicity by the kind of indie um, music rag of record uh, Pitchfork, and you know, their, the the debut record which came out earlier this month um, was kind of crowned with the best new music. Um, uh, uh, accolade by by Pitchfork, which is their um, you know their their way of denoting what's what's hot right now, and so they you know they have an album that's both kind of you know and and they tour with bands like uh, Vampire Weekend and Phoenix uh, that are on a similar level of right at this nexus of um, 
of of pop and and indie, right? Let's just say if Gossip Girl was still on, they would definitely their music would definitely be on uh, Gossip Girl. Yeah, Josh Schwartz would be uh, yeah getting his music supervisor to program some Heim on the uh, yeah. on thing. So I I also want to say these three sisters range in age now from like twenty two to twenty seven, right? Mm-hmm. So there is this there is this kind of young woman vibe, though though slightly though older than Miley Cyrus, the youngest one is, and definitely older than. Than Lord, but then that uh, at least two of them had uh, an earlier music foray into the music career in a in a like a girl group in in a you know um, that was called the Valley the Valley Girls, right? Yeah, correct. So uh, so uh, and the, I mean this is um, it was spelled Valley V A L L I like like. Uh, Frankie Valley, and we'll we'll put some some links to some songs uh, uh, on YouTube. Um, YouTube has become my jukebox. I mean, is that am I late to the party on that? Had that happened already? I think it's it's been something that's uh, that's that's happened. Um, what? Oh, oh, and Esty and I were at UCLA at the same time. Oh wow! Uh, she getting a de- an undergrad degree in ethnomusicology, and me uh, me getting my grad degree. That's hilarious. Um, um, wonder if our, yeah, our so paths ever crossed on the on the. I'm actually not sure. Was it an undergrad degree? Or was it a grad? degree? Oh, maybe it was um, a grad degree. Is Esty the oldest one? Yeah, she's the oldest one. Oh yeah, um, may have been may well have been a grad degree. Um. So well, yeah. So let's. I mean, I think there's a lot of um ways uh points of entry um uh on on Hyman kind of understanding and, and it's i mean with all with both lord and Miley well, so so of, yeah i mean yeah, i go ahead. i have a i have one that i prefer but but so no, you were, no, no, you, you you were doing one. more you were doing no, no, more preamble. We, we've 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 set the stage so go ahead because i imagine um i would be shocked if uh yours is not um, one of the several that I was going to list. <laughs> let's let's, let's right. start with yours, and then well, my um, point walk, just to just to through the um, through the spider webs. Just to tie a bow on the on the Valley Girls, I think maybe part of the embrace of the of the indie pop blogosphere may have something to do with that they are kind of a prodigal son or prodigal daughter in this case, I guess. Story that like you know they've they've sort of seen the light, right? Like after their mm-hmm. ultra commercial. Um, you know, and there was this yeah. sort of Svengali like producer behind behind it. I, I forget who it was. I, I read about it, but um, uh, you know, and this kind of extremely kind of manufactured uh, bubblegum, edgy rock in the mold of what edgy kind of pop rock in the mold of what became Katy Perry uh, in the mid '90s. That this is a kind of um, this is a return. Like the, the other thing I want to say about them, just as a positive claim, is that they are kick ass musicians. Like they are. Yeah. Height. Um, the uh, I mean, the vocal harmonies aren't quite as like perfect in the live performances as they are on the record. But you expect that because you try, you know, you have many takes on the record and you have a little attitude maybe. But um, like as instrumentalists, like some of the live stuff that they were doing, just the grooves were just like tight and like really yeah. intricate stuff. Um, good bass, good good guitar. Uh, the drummer is really good. Anyway, so I'd like to talk about the videos and and actually to juxtapose two videos that that you sent me. Uh, the videos for um, what were they? Forever and Falling. Sure. Right? Um, yeah. Let's 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 definitely start there, and then we'll kind of work our way around. Um. So they're they're very uh, they're sort of very different. Um, sorts of videos one, because one is urban and one is, is rural, 
right? Yeah, or is is even um, wooded, right? Um, is um, uh, yeah, mountainous. Yeah. Uh, so they say. right. So and and actually, that's why I'm going to bring up Wilson Phillips again in a second. But the video for uh, it's forever is the video where um, it's in like a, a small town, you know, a small sort of country town or midwestern town or something like this with with a main street and like it's like a lot of kids riding like motocross bikes and doing wheelies and stuff like that um and the three heim sisters uh uh you know riding bikes with no helmets down the street like in formation uh yeah, that's the main thing. Well, so is, and well, then there's a few others, right? So one kind of through line are the bikes, um, and then there's another through line which is a performance in a in a living room. Um, and whether this, whether or not this is their actual family living room, um, is is you know they're they're playing in in the living room of a house. Um, and you know, or at least led to believe that it is their house because yeah, sure, it's no, it's notionally their house, right? It's notionally like it's, their house, and it's well, art directed an, to be like their house. Yeah, and there, I mean, and down to the fact, if you look at the stills, um, like you know, even like uh, just a good one is like forty-five seconds in, um, the, you know, on the mantle, uh, they've gone to a great lengths to um, put a lot of um, family photos there that appear to be of the sisters, um, and so there's. You know, again, it's either their house or it's very well, um, uh, very well art directed. Um, and one of the other things that's intercut are uh, home movies as well, right? Sure. So you have the home movies. So you have the the the, the biking, um, both like the biking B roll and the biking of the um, the Heim sisters. You have the um, family, uh, the, the the home videos and uh, house, um, and then I think and the, the third kind of main. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, is the is they're in like a hair salon. Yeah. And a kind of a a at best multi-ethnic hair salon, but a largely it seems to be I it's hard to it's hard to tell, but um there um you know, yeah, it's it's hard to tell, but there's there's definitely a hair salon of kind of mixed ethnicity, um, and like there and part of what's going on there is uh, choreographed dancing, right? right? Um, and and uh, and and uh, SD time wearing a kind of midriff bearing um, kind of uh, uh, outfit, right? Oh, so yeah, the, crop crop top kind of thing, crop top kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so what do you what do you make of this? I mean, and I don't know if you wanted to go to dive into this or largely work comparatively. Well, yeah, that's um, that's what that's what I uh, I had uh, thought is that like to me this was this was most interesting kind of in dialogue hmm. with. It was most interesting in dialogue with the video for Falling, which features a kind of like um, afternoon hike in the woods and kind of like messing around in the woods. So like there's there's a point in which one of the Heim sisters like spear spearfishes or like reaches or she, her hand. She grabs a fish with her bare hand. With right? her bare hand. Yeah. And like lifts it out of the uh, lifts it out of the water and they, uh, you know, and they're, um, shown together also, also kind of dancing like, uh, SD Heim, like doing some more dance moves, but like on a rock outcropping at sunset and, uh, you know, they're, they're walking through and it's, it's sort of, um, it's the trappings of like, uh, 
I don't know, of like a nature walk, right? Rather than being the trappings of kind of like a small town where the kids are, you know, left to them, left to themselves. And, and this is, this is actually like the thing that I, that I thought, um, you know, uh, uh, th- this is the thing that I thought was kind of interesting. Like the video for Wilson Phillips, hold on. Uh, it features, yeah. features the three members of Wilson Phillips singing. Um, and they are like up in the mountains, like sitting on a rock outcropping. And it's a little less, it's a little more presentational. The Wilson Phillips uh, one where it's, um, it's not like the, the camera isn't like capturing them doing activities. It's capturing them posed for, uh, posed for a music video. Um, but it's, you know, they're up in the, in the, the mountains. They're like standing by a, a tree. They're on the beach. They're, uh, they're on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, and I, I sort of thought, and then I went to look, um, uh, you know, I went to look at the lyrics and, um, I, I wonder if there's anything to this. Here's the chorus uh, uh, of of Heim's falling, right? Don't stop. No, I'll never give up. And I'll never look back. Just hold your head up. And if it gets rough, it's time to get rough. Uh, they keep saying, don't stop. No one's ever enough. I'll never look back. Never give up. If it gets rough, uh, it's time to get rough. But now I'm falling, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Which is a kind of, um, uh, which is a kind of like uh, in the face of what I, I assume is some kind of like romantic entanglement or some kind of like uh um love problem, right? Like it's uh you know, rev up rev up your engine. You know, I'll never give up. I'm going to like and it really puts a lot of a lot of the energy and a lot of the dy- dynamism and a lot of the like the change driving in the relationship is um you know, is in the hands of this like female singer and presumably the, the kind of female perspective. Whereas the chorus, um, the chorus, uh, to hold on is, and I, I'm doing this from memory now cause I don't have a, uh, like a lyrics window open in front of me. Um, is, uh, I, 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 me. uh <laughs> someday somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say goodbye till then, baby, are you going to let him hold it down and make you cry? Don't you, don't know, you know things will change. Uh, things will go your way if you hold on for one more day, yeah. right? And and so the message is is less about the the uh, empowering yourself to act. It's less about your own agency and the kind of energy that you can bring to the exercise of your own agency. Um, but well, and I mean, I think that it's really interesting, right? There's something like there. It's amazing to put them side by side of. One is about holding on, right? Um, and, and even like in the cinematography of Wilson Phillips' video, it's um, a lot of the establishing shots of nature are these crane shots, um, these like kind of or these helicopter shots, um, and it creates this kind of sense of height and, and movement. Um, and uh, and and it's you know hold on to that precipice, and and all you have to do is is hold on. Um, and and with um, Hayam, it's it's actually interesting, right? That it's um, you know, it, the, the song is about fall, falling in moment, uh, falling, uh, you know, both space and time. Um, and the first lyric, uh, the first couplet, uh, the, the first line is, I hurl into the moment like I'm standing at the edge, right? And so the, there's this interesting uh, point of, of the idea of letting go, which is kind of the opposite of the Wilson Phillips imperative, um, it, you know, is then 
an act of agency and kind of hurling yourself forward. Um, and it's interesting because I read this on the one hand, and I actually read a lot of um, the Heim lyrics uh, as having these double meanings, right? So one are kind of vaguely about you know, romantic, um, romantic, uh, engagements, romantic interactions. But I also, I also read following, um, and a few of the other ones as being related to their, their, uh, both kind of artistic and musical career. Right. And so that, you know, I think following is telling, um, and that it's the first song on the, on the debut album. And it was on, it had been uh, released uh, either as a single or an EP before, but it's it's kind of in the the um, album as a whole comes comes first, and I, I see this same um, uh, you know I, especially this kind of right before the um, the the chorus I hear the voices and they're calling for me now uh, and nothing's going to wake me now because I'm a slave to the sound um, and I see this you know this kind of amount of of surrender but surrender to action as part of this kind of driving kind of agency of of being in the band and doing doing this thing as well um and kind of um both uh and and both fighting and falling and and this kind of um and and those two things being juxtaposed in their kind of attempt to, um, as you mentioned before, exert agency and exert some amount of control over their kind of their musical career, as opposed to being in this kind of, in this prefab group. Yeah. And it's, I mean, yeah, it is, it's interesting that, that for me, it's still in both, in both readings, the, the overwhelming impression I'm left with. And actually by some of the, like the, the, rhythmic aspects of the sound, which is, you know, really up-tempo and, like, um, you know, makes heavy use of kind of repetition that establishes a rhythm, um, is this sense of, like, an engine or, like, a motor uh, turning and turning and turning and turning, right? It's, like, it's extraordinarily energetic. It's extraordinarily exuberant. And it kind of, like, powers up the singer. It sort of powers up the individual rather than the the you know, either stand by your man or endure your loneliness, you know, whatever you think the, the uh, message of um, uh, the Wilson Phillips song is, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, I mean, I think then there's another thing that could be um, in this, this dynamic. I mean, I think that Wilson Phillips is an interesting comparator um, as well because there's a, there are a lot of um, family dynamics in that band as well, right? And this interplay between, you know, family and and work and destiny, even that we talked a little bit about with Miley Cyrus, right? That, um, you know, that... Um, and, and there's a interesting kind of class divide uh, uh, that we see in comparing um, Wilson Phillips and, uh, and Haim, right? So Wilson Phillips, uh, the true women's uh, in in Wilson Phillips were the are the correct me if I'm wrong um, daughters of Beach Boy Brian Wilson right um, and the Phillips is the daughter of um, one of the members of, of or of of the uh, the mamas and the papas right so these are kind of a you know in some ways actually have a lot of in in, in a prior generation 
um, have a, a relationship kind of similar to Miley Cyrus in that being these kind of very um, famous children um, of, uh, of, 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 of Hollywood, uh, not Hollywood, but of the music industry rather, um, and of kind of, you know, legends of, um, of, of their, uh, of, of the music of the, like the sixties uh, and the seventies. And, you know, in some ways they had their, you know, contacts in their entry in the music industry in part because of those um, connections. And I think that in contrast, you know, the Heim sisters, even though they've been in the industry for a while, you know, their relationship with their parents was that this was a family activity, that they learned how to play these in- instruments um, and learned these, you know, these styles. Um, you know, they, they basically, the narrative, anyhow is that they learned the um you know that they they learned the the styles of music that they learned that their parents liked um and used to jam out with their family as a as a family activity and then i think you know when they um were good at this and had these skills started um you know both uh joining bands and playing as session musicians uh in in various ways but it came from this you know in this way we've and we've talked about you know, I, I still, you know, because Gossip Girl is one of our core texts, uh, we, you know, uh, we, we use that as a reference. And last week, or a few weeks ago, I guess it was last week, I used uh, the Gossip Girl character, Dan, Dan Humphrey, uh, and his character as a, the, you know, outsider who's really the ultimate insider to, to talk about Lord. But I think there's another kind of dimension of, um, you know, uh, of, of, of the Humphrey family of the, the outsider family and gossip girl, which is that, you know, it's this kind of representation of family that, you know, provides a source of work and support as opposed to a, an inheritance. And so in this way, I feel like, um, you know, in that dimension of Humphreyness, um, you know, Haim actually is much more like that, uh, compared to, um, yeah, you know, compared to Miley Cyrus or, or Wilson Phillips, you know, and so that I bet, um, you know, Mr. Mr. Hyam, I bet makes really fantastic waffles, right? Uh, <laughs> in the same way that the uh, Dan Humphrey's father did in Gossip Girl. And then, you know, you have this feeling, and I think that this is a lot of what the, uh, um, the, the, the uh, video for forever is doing is kind of establishing this feeling of, um, you know, even though, you know, you, the, pre- the uh, parents aren't really present, um, their, their presence is implied in the stage set- setting of the home um, and even just in the kind of emphasis on the sisterly togetherness, right? And so that you have, you know, machines and you have work in the, in the, these, um, uh, in these, uh, you know, in in in, in the um, hair salon and in the vehicles, uh, in the in the motorcycles. But you know, I think it's that it's you know, in some ways, family and the you know what produced this this kind of machine like um, precision and and effect, uh, rhythmic effect in um, both Forever and Falling uh, are the vocals and the interplay of the um, uh, of of the sisters. And and I think that what that you know, does is, is as kind of a common, you know, a, a, um, you know, through the combination of the music lyrics and, and visuals kind of equates, 
um, family in this way with a kind of well-oiled machine, right? And, and it's a machine that kind of allows you to do what you are doing, right? And, and so there's this, there's, there's a, a certain amount of labor, a labor theory of value there, as opposed to kind of an inherited value or a, a, a kind of um, er, more aristocratic um, theory of, of value and worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's inter- yeah, this is why I want I I am. Um, I think one way of of talking about uh, about these two videos and about um, the kind of positioning or the kind of like um, positioning along a continuum you're talking about uh, has to do kind of with the the cremaster field of Gossip Girl. I mean, like in in Gossip Girl, we we talked about like place being um, uh, place being. Uh, 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 being given meaning um, by difference in the in the yeah. Derridean sense of that word, it, meaning both it it differs from uh, it differs from another place, but in doing so, it defers a lot of its meaning onto that other place. So you can't you can't really fully understand the one place without. Uh, sort of fully understanding understanding the other and and then we talked about like in in Gossip Girl notionally very often there is kind of like a central point or a uh, a, a liminal space um, uh, bet- between these uh, between these things and that's variously like the Empire State Building in in one or you know other things but like the New York Brooklyn the America Europe uh, mm. dichotomies and and I I kind of wonder if you know. Um, Lord is 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 I think kind of picking up an urban musical tradition, and actually uh-huh. there was some drama on the internet uh, because um, so, someone pointed out that mm. uh, someone pointed out that in being critical of hip hop, there, there may be some kind of ra- occult racist undertones. Uh, to that, because it's it's the music of of urban African Americans, and it's a music it's a music of uh, of sort of social disadvantage a lot of the time, um, and and uh, sort of speaks to that you know speaks to that experience, right? It's not it's gold teeth, gray goose, uh, tripping in the bathroom, um, crystal, maybox, diamonds on your timepiece, right? It's not like Debutante balls, Oscar de la Renta gowns, uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Tripping. Well, those just scan a lot less well, is the thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, like Oscar de la, Oscar de la Renta. Songs about this. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that, but, but this is, but, you know, and, and I kind of want to bracket entirely that conversation because it, it's not super interesting to me. Um, Frankly, because I does I don't think it it illuminates the music, and I don't think it illuminates the world uh, all that much. But um, but uh, it's clear, and we we talked about this, right? Like wh- your your point uh, when we talked about Lord was that her claim, her counterfactual claim, is that every song's like Gold Teeth, Grey Goose, etc. Yeah. And that, yeah. th- in fact, every song is not like that. Certain songs are are like that, and you're sort of picking. Uh, you know, you're, you, it's a, it's a positioning statement, right? It's a, it's a branding statement, right? Like, and we talked about, about, um, uh, we talked about Lord in the context of hip hop. So, so it's an urban music and it's, so Lord is right in urban music and it's, it's, um, uh, 
Well, and it's an urban music, and I think that that's like an interesting, you know, with respect to this notion of kind of centrality and periphery. You know, Lord is from New Zealand, which is like as kind of uh, you know geographically kind of out there as you can get, right? Um, and, and, and a lot, and, and a lot of the music. I mean, the overwhelming theme on that record is the tension between that, right? Like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. not being one of the white teeth teens, right? Or, or, uh, yeah. You when know, even like, and, and like getting old, being no longer even like, so not even not being white teeth, but feeling like that you are not even a teenager anymore. Right. That, um, on, uh, on a few of the, the songs, uh, there's this, there's, there's, uh, an idea about getting old, which, you know, coming from a 16 year old, uh, on the one hand is, is, is ludicrous, but on the other hand is, is interesting because it's a, it has a sense of this kind of, you know, the, this dynamic flux between kind of, again, center and periphery and inside and outside. So I think that, uh, it does that very well. Um, but, but you were going to relate this. To so, time. yeah, I was, and, and I sort of, I wonder if, if like Miley Cyrus isn't a kind of, or at least it, it's in some interesting ways, is kind of a country, country mm-hmm. music and like has, has a relationship to kind of non-urban, uh, or kind of heartland music, and I, I I don't know to what extent that's being that's being severed, but like I don't know what uh, what is the track after? Is it called Four by Four? Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's she's still in dialogue in dialogue with that. Um, oh, exactly, and and I think that um, that's actually as we were talking, I um, precisely pulled that up. I pulled up two um, Miley songs, um, and one was Four by Four, which has this. Um, you know that has this this country uh vibe to to it um and you know positions herself as a female rebel um and then it features uh Nelly uh who uh, himself um also actually engages in this positionality right that uh Nelly um in in his second kind of um uh, his second set of bars, his second couplet says, I'm a crazy motherfucker from the Midwest with a Mississippi flow and an ultra rest. Um, and so, and, you know, Nelly himself came to, to prominence uh, by, uh, with, you know, his lead single um, that put him on the map was, was called Country Grammar. Um, and so that there is a kind of, and, and we've talked about this, um, we linked this uh, last week when we talked about Miley, uh, that, you know, that Miley's kind of moved from, purely the kind of country musical tra- tradition to the mainstream of all this kind of, you know, explicit, you know, there's, there's more and more, um, explicit, um, you know, movements of, of these, you know, deliberate, uh, acts of kind of not, not even just crossing over, but enveloping and pulling in. And, and so, but I think that what you're pointing out is that you don't totally lose that, country musical tradition and and um way of kind of you know that orientation that both affects the music and and persona and you you even see this in um in in the a a later song on bangers uh do my thang um uh where she says um i'm a i'm a southern bell crazier than hell right and so that um, and, and so I think that that's um, exactly right. And I think that we'll, um, in a few weeks, um, you know, I, I think we'll return to uh, Bangers to talk about, uh, and, uh, and alongside a few other artists, to kind of talk about um, Miley's uh, relationship with, with hip-hop um, and some of the racial dynamics. And we may then again, um, you know, 
even agree with you that there's the the discourse current discourse on lord and and hip-hop is kind of misguided i think there's for it to be meaningful we need to also um interrogate miley and also interrogate and interrogate kind of a broader set of of kind of um uh, of 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 artifacts to to make sense of of um of royals in that in that discourse yeah i i agree i want to I, I think we should stick a pin in that and definitely do that yeah yeah, yeah. so but, but then then you're getting so, to then so what Chaim, i was going to get to is like yeah. so where does where does Chaim fit and and one of the reasons i wanted to talk about those two videos the videos for uh for falling and forever in in dialogue is that it it's sort of it sort of positions itself as being kind of in a liminal space, mm-hmm. right? If you think of the sort of chromaster field of city and country, right? Or sort of notional city and notional country or notional, uh, you know, notional uh, urban metropolis and notional heartland in America, right? This is a music of the, of the suburbs, you know? This is a music of sort of the San Fernando Valley. I was just going to say, well, then I think that and I, here's a thing that I'll, I'll push you on and you kind of better than I, is that, is it, so there's another read, um, and where I'd been thinking a lot about Haim is I was thinking about it as a music of California. Um, and I guess the question is whether that it is of the specific, you know, of a specific kind of suburbia and that specific liminal space, or whether there's something specifically California to this and the, the kind of urbanness that it at least passes through um, and the kind of uh, ruralness and kind of um, uh, uh, frontierness, um, and then the, then where they end up li- living and kind of where that ends up kind of um, the liminal space between that. You know, I guess the question is: Is that uniquely California? And you know, in some ways, you know, the the woods that they're in to me feel very California, uh, and as does the um, the urban setting. Uh, and so, I don't know, as as a resident of um, of that bleeding edge uh, of, of America. What's what, uh, how do you see this? Uh, is this kind of a particularly kind of Californian uh, liminal space or is it, or do you think it's more generalizable? Um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It's specific. It's California is so huge, right? Like, mm-hmm. like one in six Americans live in California, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's so huge and it's so, it's so population dense and so diverse uh, that y- you really have to talk about California's. Um, sure. Okay. The, but then, then to put a point on it, I mean, it feels to me very Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, right. I think that's right. And it's not, it's sort of not Northern California, but what, what it is, you see, it's, there are even many Southern Californias, right? Like the Southern California of South LA that, uh, uh, like gangsta hip hop, uh, gangsta rap came out of is, is very different from the, the Southern California of like, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, the Southern California of like Hollywood and Sunset Boulevard and, you know, and it's very different from the Southern California of like hippies and surfers and, and the beach communities and, and things like this. So if, if I had to like, um, I, I would say that, that it's, it's a, uh, even though there are a lot of, uh, links into R and B, it, it's a, uh, it's a music that doesn't that that kind of takes its racial appropriation kind of purely sonically. Uh, does that make mm. sense? Without yeah. without really digging into some of the the like the social and cultural 
aspects of of racial appropriation, right? Like, you sure there's some there's some R and B. I mean, there are some like. Uh, well, you 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 can't play pop music without you know being uh, appropriating black culture, right? Because it it sort of came out of that. Um, right. But uh, it, you'd never see them, you know. I don't know twerking on the MTV uh, Video Music Awards, right? Like, no. it's it would it wouldn't be that kind of. And they're thing. not singing. They're not singing about gold teeth, gray goose, um, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, they're singing. I mean, in a sense, to to some sense, if we follow your your readings of this sort of dual nature of some of these songs, um, we we. Uh, uh, you know, they're singing about their experience in an industry, right? They're singing about mm-hmm. like, like workplace, you know, strife. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it's to me, it's it's a it's a it is yes, it's a music of California. It's a music of Southern California. It's really a music of the San Fernando Valley, which is the yes, the exactly. idea the idea of um, uh, of the valley is that it's this. It was this uh, you know set of orange groves, and like there's a lot of talk about it in the movie. Chinatown because of uh, water rights and, you know, stuff like that. Actually, honestly, the history of California is a history of water rights. Um, Well, of American California, I should say. There was a lot to it before then even. But, uh, uh, yeah, and, and, uh, you know, it's this place. But it's – so it's this this vast suburban – and you thought Los Angeles was suburban. uh, But, no, I mean, Los Angeles is – what Los Angeles is essentially is if if you imagine just, just shitting out an urban center. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you imagine it as like just, uh, I don't know, d- dropping a load on the sidewalk right in the way it would kind of splat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. this? Or, or like uh-huh. a cow pad. Uh-huh. <laughs> a yeah. cow pad. Yeah, no, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> if you imagine laying like seven or eight of those in, in really close proximity to the point where the, your, uh, your, your patties overlap. You know, that's what the Los Angeles basin is, right? It's it's not um it's not all sprawl, it's not all suburban, it's it's almost like too many herbs uh intersecting at, at inopportune angles, right? And um and the San Fernando Valley is is much more uh the streets are much more rectilinear. I mean, the farther you get outside of the kind of the central core of Los Angeles where things grew up maybe a little more uh, organically uh, or, or in a less planned fashion. Right. Um, and you know, you have things like streets following terrain and things like this. Uh, once you get into the Valley, it's extraordinarily rectilinear. And you think about it in terms of like a uh, white flight, you know, from the cities. It's also, it, it butts up against on all sides, uh, some pretty amazing countryside, uh, right. or a mountain specifically mountain regions. And so you could go from the like low slung kind of washed out, you know, Instagram looking buildings and, uh, you know, kids riding mopeds or motocross bikes or whatever, um, you know, down the street into, uh, and the things that have a small town feel, you could go from there into, um, uh, into the, the country, you know, really easily into the hills and go, yeah. you know, hiking. Now exactly. it doesn't have, it, it's not Southern California is a desert is, you know, um, the, it's a desert climate and it's a, a desert region. It doesn't have the kind of, the kind of woods, uh, until you get up to altitude. Um, it doesn't have that kind of, uh, wooded, uh, area, but I don't know. The, the- but I don't know. It is interesting because even some of the woods that you see, um, 
are uh, in in this in this video are like I mean you see kind of palm tree ish type um, trees right so it's still more of a um, like a dry or dry and or kind of tropical um, kind of vegetation. So, but again, I don't know if this is actually in uh, shot somewhere proximate to the valley. Uh, but I think it's right that it's like, evoking that, whether it's not what, whether or not it's accurate, right? And 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 that's what I had in mind when I was describing this. Um, I will also note that you know this fact that um, that uh, uh, you know, and it, it, it's interesting that at the end of uh, the falling video of the more um, uh, rural of the two or the more mountainous of the two, um, how it ends in the last um, closing moments of it at around like 350 uh, is that in the evening, um, a car, a sedan pulls up an old kind of 1970s uh, sedan pulls up and picks them up. And I mean, it feels like, you know, their parents picking them up. Yeah, It doesn't feel like I, as I was watching it, I was like, what is this like hitchhiking? Is this like the beginning of a horror movie or something like, but no, it feels like, yeah, mom and dad are here and it's time to go home. Yeah, and it doesn't even feel like it's the like boyfriend of the oldest I am sister, right? right? It, it, it feels like um, it's time to go home, right? And and that feels like this kind of movement. And I think that that's interesting because um, in the um, in in the forever video uh, that emphasizes you know both their riding of the bikes and the uh, and the motorcycles you know is much more about you know, independence of movement. Right. Um, and so, but, and, and I think that both of these are, I think you're absolutely right, are very tied to the Fernando Valley and its own kind of ways that it kind of, you know, expands and contracts and, and the, the, the both presence and absence of a center. Um, and I think that it's important, right. That, you know, in some ways, some of the other music that they are, that they're compared to, I mean, again, Wilson Phillips, um, uh, was itself, uh, also a, a Los Angeles band, I believe. And, um, I mean, and then even some of the antecedents of Wilson Phillips, namely the Beach Boys had their roots in this, in this, you know, region as well. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the else of what they get, uh, compared to, um, is, is less kind of, um, firmly rooted in that area. Um, but, but I think that there is a idea of a California sound, right? Sure. And so, um, but that's, that that's but that's interesting. Yeah. Cause what is that, what does that refer to? I mean, and the last, so the last, the last kind of thing I wanted to, to drop in, um, just, just heuristically. And, and this, this is kind of a straw man uh, so that we can, we can kind of understand more by taking it apart. But if, if, um, if Lord is a music of Bohemia or of, of the avant-garde to, to some extent, right? And if, if um, Miley Cyrus is, is, uh, is a music of the, uh, 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 what, of, um, well, I mean, it's really mass audience music, but I, but I was thinking of it as like a music of like country, small town folk, you know what I mean? Or, or of like, uh, traditional Amer- Americans. I mean, the the idea that like that that um, to to some extent, Haim is like a is kind of a bourgeois music, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like is and and it's th- these are I don't know these these I I don't really believe in in Lord and Miley mm-hmm. Cyrus as being. So going back going back, I think that the thing about Miley is that there's a 
a populism there, right? That and it's become it's moving from a country populism to a kind of mass populism. Yeah, or even um, to even to a kind of even to appropriating some of the stuff of like urban populism. Oh, you know, exactly. To all my yeah, yeah, yeah. to all my my uh, uh, what is it? Friends with the big butts or ladies with the big uh, butts shaking it like yeah, like yeah. we're in a strip club. Remember, only God God can judge you. You know what I mean? That is to yeah. say, yeah. you are not you are not subject to the to the dominant uh, uh, moral uh, and ethical models. Uh, because somebody loves you, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. So, but yeah, so I, I think that that makes sense that, um, that, uh, that Haim is the music of the, uh, of the bourgeois. <laughs> and it's not, I mean, it, it's not in the marketplace, right? Because it's, it's, um, uh, it's not in, in the marketplace because it's of course being picked up by a lot of like indie, uh, you know, uh, indie blogs and it, it's not going to have the kind of, uh, market penetration that that Miley Cyrus or even Lord have I predict, but but it's it's a it's a kind of um, it's not provocative, you know. No, and and there's there's like some very ostentatious provocation in Miley Cyrus's music, and there's a more subtle provocation in in Lord's music, but it's not. You see, it's not. It it almost doesn't refer to. It almost doesn't refer to a reality, you know, and huh. and yeah. in, in that sense, the the person and this is this is the end of my long thing. So so you can take the ball after this. But like um, the theorist that I want to bring up, um, the sort of philosopher or, or cultural theorist is uh, Jean Baudrillard and the idea of simulation and uh, mm. or uh, the idea of simulacra, successive kind of generations of, of simulacra and simulation being the, the sort of ultimate stage of that um, where uh, if you have, you know, meaning um, mm. constructed by difference, uh, the, the meaning of the thing you're deferring onto is also constructed by difference and it's turtles all the way down, right? Yeah. The idea- so there's, a, there's a copy of a copy of a copy to a certain extent. Yeah, it's, it's reference with no referent. And what you find at the other, what you find, you know, at the end of the arrow is another web of arrows pointing out uh, in a lot of different directions. And I, that honestly, like that does comport with my, um, my experience of listening, of listening to this record. And I mean this not at all as a slam. I think it's really awesome. I really like this record and I really enjoyed uh, the time I spent listening to it preparing for it i'm just i'm just trying to to puzzle out the dynamics of you know of um of how it works right and and no i think that's i think that's a really interesting hypothesis it's a thing that i've thought about um a lot as well because i think what's interesting about it is that it shouldn't work you know on on paper um it it should not be on our radar in the way that it is necessarily um and there's a lot of things you know, in that, and 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 yet, either in spite of or because of its the, that um, not working, it does. And I think it's because there's a lot of this, you know, cycle of of uncool references and uncool modes of behavior and ways of dressing becoming becoming cool, right? And I think that the we, we've talked a little bit about like the kind. There's also a very much an uh, uh, we talked about the visual aesthetic of the videos, but there's also a kind of fashion aesthetic in Heim as well. Um, and in that, um, and they, you know, both they all have very long hair uh, and many times parted down the middle. I mean, you could actually like take a picture of my 
mom and her two sisters um, from like when they were in high school um, in the seventies, and it would look like. Yeah, sure. Like the cut off the cut off shorts and the crop tops and the whole, you know, the the and and I think they time sisters. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the high high uh, high waists. Uh, yeah, the high waisted shorts. Yeah, yeah. The cut off um, and and, and that uh, and and even like the settings that they are in in the videos. Yeah, yeah. And so and and I think that um, again there are these references, um, but um, but without kind of reference. Right at this point, it's like this thing that feels free floating um and i don't know and i think that in some ways you know again i think that's why these songs are about love but also not about love they're also like about like you know in some ways why the reason the songs are ostensibly about love is because that's what songs are about um and, and so it is a song so we're going to write a song about love but really it's actually a song that's you know not both about nothing and everything, right? Because, like, the other song where I, that I was thinking of here uh, is, is, again, Forever, that, you know, in addition to kind of talking about uh, making making it work um, and, uh, and, and fighting, um, is also, you know, about kind of the kind of endlessness of, of, of some of these, these constructs and, and the fact that, you know, of, of tracing these turtles all the way in either direction. Um, and so that, yeah, and I agree, though, that um, it creates a, an effect where the way in which one digs in um, to, to Haim is, is different um, than... Uh, than 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 Lord, for instance. I think with with Lord, I you know I, I find that the the level of engagement is very immediate and kind of re- repetitive. Whereas, like I mean, so what's interesting is especially the Haim album. Um, like I heard like the the four songs with music videos, uh, Forever Falling, uh, um, uh, Don't Save Me. And um, and the wire I had heard before the album came out, and then when I listened to the album, those were still the first time through the album. Those were the four best songs on the album, um, and and it like feel the impulse. I mean, there are you know some days where I will just listen to the Lord album on repeat and keep finding like new and interesting things uh, in in that. Whereas Heim is much more of this kind of. There's there's an ambiance and there's a, a, a free floating thing and it's it's pleasant and there's there's parts that kind of get stuck in my head but it's it, it, it you know it was only really especially on engaging with the videos where I think I really I, I think both of us really got the um, the spark that was uh, necess- necessary to kind of vault this into TFT land right yeah um, but yeah I think we've we've uh, I think we've 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 run the changes um, and I know I for one have a few other directions of the uh, of the cognitive spider web um, that I'd like to crawl along um, in, in future weeks I, you know just in talking about um, Southern California and about Los Angeles I think another you know you mentioned gangster rap but I think the more contemporary um, work to to kind of consider, um, as an interesting juxtaposition to um, Haim is uh, is the rapper Kendrick Lamar, um, who is from uh, South Central, whose album um, that came out about a year ago uh, now, um, Good Kid, Mad City, um, was really hailed as like 
one of the top albums of last year. Um, and I think it's an interesting uh, document about um, Los Angeles and about some of these themes and is actually cited uh, by Haim as one of the uh, artists that they like a lot. They, they uh, at least on their Wikipedia, and pro- which it, I imagine links to an article, um, they express their... Um, their um their, their, their affection for uh, the music of Kendrick Lamar. So that's at least one node, um, as well as the kind of another node. So we may, we may shift. Um, I don't know if this is at least, I mean, obviously we'll do more kind of um, girl pop, as you called it at the top of the show, but we may start to snake um, a few nodes that move towards hip hop um, before snaking back to other elements of the pop landscape. Um, and then I think there's also some other directions into to, uh, ind- independent music that kind of come off of this spider web. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Matt? What, where, where, is, where is your cognitive spider heading? Well, I... I uh... I actually want to reread my copy of Jean Baudrillard's America, and so I'm going to put a link to that uh, to that book in the in the show notes. Um, yeah, this is this is great. I don't get to talk about music this much, so I'm Excellent. I'm very happy. Yeah. I'm very happy to go along with it. We had like in that early Lord episode, I think we had kind of uh, you ever you ever written a syllabus with more material than you can actually get to in a in a class period or a semester. Um, Have I? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's still uh, some stuff that really that really interests me in terms of like the rapper creation and um, uh, and Kitty, formerly Kitty Pride, who you introduced me to. Uh, that I would like, and I was actually thinking of Kitty Pride as as a as a, a, a suburban music, uh, as a you know as a counterpoint suburban music, and as a. Um, uh, also, in some sense, is kind of a bourgeois music. Um, well, again, I think and when we in the in the in the Lord episode, you, we started with a kind of a continuum of one kind, which I think had to do with like corporate, essentially a kind of corporate to indie spectrum or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I said, I, I tease you because I. I can't believe you have only one dimension, um, and and I think we're starting to now map out what the 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 kind of conceptual space might look like, and also uh, also to sort of problematize the discourse of authenticity that that has mm, a, that yeah. has attended um, that has attended a lot of the like the mainstream cultural uh, discussion of uh, of Miley Cyrus of Lord. Um, you know, and, and to sort of really dig into that, that idea of authenticity and kind of reveal the, the, you know, I don't know the the sort of poverty of cohesion right? in, uh, 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 that and within it. Yeah, no. And then in that way, then I feel like then another kind of spider web that I think we can spin off. I mean, there's a two big strains, um, that are, are less than contemporary, but, um, I think there's like a set of directions into things like, um, like riot girl, um, and, and then also into the kind of female singer songwriter territory, uh, that you love and know so well. And so I think we're going to stay in the music space for a while, but really just kind of keep, um, spinning the spider web. Hey, I keep talking about spider web. Maybe we should, maybe we should, Oh, Ryan's cutting out a little bit. So I'm uh, just. And we, you know, given that we've talked about um, Southern California, maybe we should listen to No Doubt. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we should probably leave it there. If you want to join the conversation, um, you can follow us on, on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, it's uh, TFT Podcast in both of those places. Um, 
Uh, I think it's facebook.com slash TFT podcast as well as twitter.com slash TFT podcast. You can also leave comments, uh, shorter comments, I guess, in the show notes. And uh, one thing that listeners to this podcast have been doing, which is cool, is going into the overthinking at forums uh, for longer form discussions or for kind of spinning the spider web out in uh, in uh, different directions. Directions. And what I've I have one quick plug if I still have sound. Do you hear me? Oh, yeah, you're good. You're good now. Um, I think one other other plug, and we haven't done this as often with this podcast because I think it's much more of a niche or much more boutique podcast, but um, especially as we're actually – um, realming, uh, moving into realms where like there's there are less niche, I think, than than Gossip Girl, um, in that uh, accessibility and cost of entry on on pop music is a lot um, lower. Um, you know, if you are one of our listeners um, who we, we we love and appreciate very much, and you have a friend who likes Lord, who likes Miley Cyrus, uh, likes Haim, or just likes music in general, you know, send send this podcast to them, um, uh, turn them on to it, and let's uh, start and keep building our uh, community because we're we're back uh, and we're there's there's a lot of stuff to talk about, um, and and I think that uh, this is an exciting way to um, to really uh, to bring to bring more folks into the TFT for, uh, fold. So sh- uh, so tell a friend. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll see you um, next week on uh, Tunes for Teens. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny if you've been with us from the beginning.